So, Brett, I just wanted to share something with all the listeners. Oh, no, don't. Oh, actually, they can't see it anyway. So no, they can't. <laughs> yeah, oh, thanks, Brett. But, you, you know, all, all your years in the, in the rock and music industry in Australia, um, you've come across some very interesting characters, yeah? Sure have, George. Lots. Lots. And, you know, you even, even one of your band members, uh, Peter Travis, who we interviewed recently, yep. uh, he's the walking encyclopedia on the history of... All things, things music. Music, 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 fashion, music, art, music, pop. Right, right. So what I wanted to tell tell our listeners is that uh, we we're we're about ready to launch a sideline float your boat podcast, which is float your boat rocks, so rocks, 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 rocks. <laughs> so what's it, what's it going to be about? Well, it, it, it's going to be about the behind the scenes of music, not just interviews with with band members or singers or famous people. Because mm, they've been done to death. Yeah, we, we want to get right, right behind the scenes to the roots of music, fashion, art, you know, subcultures, anything to do with music. I think that's, uh, that's quite exciting, certainly for, for someone who listens to a lot of music, um, knowing the history and the background and, and all the things that went with it uh, would be very exciting. So if you love Float Your Boat, you're going to love Float Your Boat. Rocks. Rocks, rocks, rocks. to the Float Your Boat podcast about how everyday people created their road to success. The highs, the lows, pitfalls and potholes and how they overcame it all. And now, here are your hosts. Welcome back everyone to another episode of Float Your Boat. Brett, who do we have on today? Emily Banks. Emily, Emily Banks is sitting opposite us right she is. now. <laughs> She's <laughs> dazzled me with me, her brilliance, Brett, so you need to take over. <laughs> It's impossible for me to take over brilliance, George. I can take that role I, if you I, like. I can lower the bar a little bit, but, you know. Oh, well, let, let's, let's... You have lowered the bar, Brett. Emily? Thanks for having me, gentlemen. Yeah, Thank don't you mind us here. chatting away. No, you go for it. That's what we're here for, right? We can always edit all that out. Now, Emily, you exude some natural... Uh, 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 a very clear natural beauty, like, uh, and, and a lovely, lovely... Fresh aura, if Thank I Thank you say. kindly. So obviously that that has a lot to do with what you're into. So why don't you just explain what you're doing today, and then we'll work back from there. Uh, what I'm doing with business today, or what I did today, <laughs> quite literally, because I'm like, well, well, what I did today this what, morning. Tell us what to, you did this morning. Well, yeah, I'm, what I'm is like, a typical that could Emily be interesting actually to tell you what I did this morning. Yeah, what's to a typical routine? Create for the you? radiance that I've, you know, hopefully am emitting at this very point mm, in time. You are. Um, so my morning routine actually does involve, it's really important for me, cultivating beauty from within 
first and foremost. So my morning routine involves getting up, going for a run to either Bronte, Clavelli or Coogee, depending how I'm feeling. And then I often go for a sauna and then I go and do some laps, go have a swim. Um, and that's normally how I start my day. So that is how I started my day this morning, to no, be honest. That's, that's <laughs> amazingly, it's amazingly similar to our daily routine, but it's not working for us, is it? Don't. Uh, anyway, you can't just do the one thing though. You got to you got to mix can in I, a couple. It's also yeah. Can I ask the holistic so, picture? So since we're on that train of thought, what did you have for breakfast? What did I have breakfast today? So I'm actually starting my mornings with a bulletproof coffee. Um, I, I, have you heard of bulletproof coffees before? Or we Davis certainly have. Do you yeah. do it with butter and and coconut? Yeah. So I do grass fed butter. I do brain octane oil. I have uh, adrenal herbs in there as well. So I mix in ashwagandha, maca, lucuma. Um, all very adrenal supportive herbs and then I also add cinnamon and turmeric and then I blend that up and I start my morning with that and that normally gets me through until mid-morning and then I have usually I'm an eggs poached eggs avo kind of girl so that's what I've had today poached eggs avo and spinach wow <laughs> that's that sounds delicious <laughs> going back going back to that drink yeah does it What's it, what, what does it taste like? It's so delicious. Honestly, really? I wake up in the mornings and I cannot wait to have it. And quite interestingly, uh, because I do share it on my Instagram stories pretty much every single morning, I recently put up a blog post on Depths of Beauty, my website, of this bulletproof recipe. And it was it was one of the most popular blog posts I've ever done as far as people, you know, coming to check out what was in it. George, what, what can we say about about I don't know if you know, but George has a company. George is a co uh, uh, from the coffee industry, oh, and okay. George and I created a brand called Mongrel Joe's, which is high octane coffee, which is oh. a bulletproof type coffee, but fifty times better, of course. Um, fifty times better. Oh, well, big designed, call! Yeah, big call. Design. It was actually designed to um, actually punch through all the fat that's put into a bulletproof coffee and actually deliver a, a, a nice bold coffee flavour and and stimulate your liver to start breaking down mm. fats and release carbohydrates. Amazing. And this is a coffee? This it's is coffee. actual coffee bean? Mm, beans, yeah. And um, it's been tested for the toxins as well? It's toxin. We'll talk, yeah. we talk about that <laughs> offline. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, I'm interested. I feel uh, like I'm interviewing you guys. <laughs> and you'll be able to try it because in your gift that we give, we give each uh, person that we interview a gift. Um, there's some mongrel joes in that. But, oh, um, amazing. Unfortunately, George forgot to bring the packs today, but oh, we'll, get, no. we'll, get it, we'll get it to I you. I ran out of coffee this morning as well. We'll send it out to so, you by courier. Oh, fact, thank I'll, you. I'll can we message. do express post so well, I get it tomorrow? No, I'm joking. You know, there's a, there's a new, uh, there's a new app, uh, not, not that I like promoting apps or anything, but there's a new app called Zoom to You, which I've got on my phone, and we could get it picked up from the roastery and sent to Emily's place, and she'd have it this afternoon. Fair dinkum. Fair dinkum. Yeah, I'd really? be highly impressed if we could we're, figure we're, that out. Okay. We're, we're hopeless at most things, but couriers we're good at. All right. So, well, so hang on. Brilliant. We're not talking about Mongol Joes. We're talking about Emily. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's, get back, let's get back to Emily. So, Emily, so, where did you grow up? I grew I'm interested. Up, I grew up in Queensland, partly um, on the Gold Coast and partly in Byron Bay. So my dad was Byron and mum was Queensland. So right. I grew up a total beach girl, to be honest, mm. and I loved it. Right. Yeah. It hasn't ruined Always. your skin. No, well, I'm actually a firm believer that vitamin D is quite good for us. 
But how much did you get doses. as a kid? <laughs> Quite <laughs> a lot. Short, short yeah. doses, I don't imagine. <laughs> Probably not. No, the shortest doses. But um, but yeah, I had a I had a really beautiful upbringing. Yeah. It would have been on the ocean. Beautiful I've always lived world, a couple right? of minutes from the beach. Beautiful. I'm a total beach girl. My dad was um, actually a pro surfer, so I lived in Bali for a short time as well when I was very young. And it's just, yeah, it's a big part of what my life his, to be near name? the ocean. Jim Banks. Okay, I think I know that name. Sorry, how? Why? Because yeah, I've you... been around surfing all my life, I guess. So he's really good at it. He he's pretty good, yeah. He was definitely um, pretty good back in the back in the day. He still is, but yeah, he was he he yeah, he definitely he made a career out of that. Stuff? And he also shapes yeah, boards, and he does surf charters now, and he lives in Indonesia now. So how how, how are his lungs? Huh? How After are all you? those years of shaping boards? Yeah, I, I would wonder, wonder about actually. That. They, didn't, they didn't wear masks when they were shaping boards. No, not in the early days. They no. would have. They would have later on, but. Yeah, he, he, he did though. Oh, he there's did? some photos of yeah, photos I can recall seeing he was wearing right, just so he a was a smart one. Little yeah, perhaps. He was yeah, perhaps. So Byron Bay in Queensland. Byron in Queensland. And, and now Bondi. Now Bondi. And I take it you got into skincare because of your profession? Um, y yes, yes and no. I think for me I've always been very attracted to health and well-being and thriving to your fullest potential um, and basically as a 19 year old I was either going to study naturopathy or I was going to study makeup artistry because whilst I always had an interest in health and well-being and hence my attraction to naturopathy I was also very interested in beauty and fashion and um, the creative side of makeup artistry I was always very good at it to be honest mm. as a kid I was that girl that like always did a friend's you know hair and makeup and um yeah so the the skincare and the natural beauty side of things that I do now it sort of was a natural progression through me choosing to do makeup artistry um as a 19 year old as opposed to naturopathy partly because <laughs> makeup artistry was like a three-month course naturopathy was four Six years, years <laughs> <laughs> but um also because down at the beach right I'm like where right. am I going to fit in my beach time yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> partly true but I was also very drawn to the creativity of makeup artistry and um you know being on being on shoots and um yeah I was very drawn to that as well so hence why I did makeup artistry and ended, ended up in the beauty fashion industry and then was there a point at which you decided that the products you were using were rubbish and you needed to change the world, I guess? Absol absolutely. So I actually started out, I wanted to be an actual makeup artist from the very beginning, but when I asked other makeup artists in the field, I was like, I want to be an actual makeup artist, I want to use natural products. Um, everyone just said, oh, no, you can't do it. The products don't perform. There's not enough brands around. You won't be able to get any work. You just can't do it. So I said, okay, then I will just use these you know, conventional mainstream products. And I did that for about five, six years. Uh, and I basically reached a point where I was approached by a mainstream brand to represent them um, and create some videos. I was like the, the it girl, they called it at the time, which just involved me speaking about a particular product in front of a camera and putting it on YouTube. And that's actually when I felt really uncomfortable about what I was doing because I just when I can use these products, they do perform, but I do not feel comfortable saying that it's good for sensitive skin or that it's going to get rid of your fine lines overnight because truly I didn't believe it myself. 
And it was at that point, um, which was three years ago now, three and a half years ago, that I just went, well, why am I working in an industry where I don't feel like I can really stand up and represent these brands and these products? Um, and I just also wasn't loving working in the beauty fashion industry as much as what I, you know, had hoped to because my, it didn't feel very aligned with my passions and the way that I lived my life in quite a health conscious, holistic um, way when it comes to mind, body and soul and movement. And then I sort of found myself, yeah, in the beauty industry that just felt a little bit ego driven for me personally. Mm -hmm. um, so that's when I decided to, yeah, make the transition to natural beauty products. <clears throat> Tell us about how you came about designing these products. Well, I actually, um, I represent the industry as a whole. So basically what happened when I decided to transition to using natural organic beauty products is I went out and I tested these products myself because previously everyone had said that, oh no, natural makeup and natural skincare and, um, you know, the natural side of the beauty space, just they don't perform, they don't work, you won't get the same results. So I went out and I said, okay, I'm going to transition to natural. I'm going to test these products myself and see if they perform. So I went and purchased, um, I went and spent a few grand. It was quite a big deal for me to actually, mm. you know, start making the transition because as a makeup artist, you already have a kit that's worth 10 to 15 grand, to be honest. Um, and I went out and tested these products. I got them home and I put them on and I realized that, oh my goodness, they actually do perform. They do work. They are natural. They're certified organic. They're cruelty free. They're, you know, they're made in a lot more eco-friendly, sustainable ways and they're performing, which is what people didn't realize. Um, and so at that point, a few years ago, that's when I went, okay, I need to understand the difference between the mainstream beauty space and the natural beauty space. And I need to be able to explain to people what the actual difference is, uh, which is when I started researching the industry and I realised that the mainstream beauty industry, it's unregulated, basically. It comes under the FDA in the States and it comes under the TGA and NICNAS in Australia. And what they state is that brands and products <clears throat> are allowed to put whatever ingredient they want in there. There's no mandatory testing. They can say whatever they like about that product on the bottle. Uh, and even if it is found to be harmful or unsafe, they don't have the power to take it off the shelves anyway. Really? And it's there's really little education and awareness around this. I think there's an expectation that when we go to the store, we assume that some governing body has made sure that these ingredients or these products that we're purchasing are are safe or they're not carcinogenic, neurotoxic or endocrine disrupting. And unfortunately, especially with the beauty industry, it's it's just not the case. So that's when I really, I, I went, wow, this isn't common knowledge. People don't really understand this. I didn't know it myself. Mm. Uh, and that's, that's what really inspired me to start Depths of Beauty, which is, yeah, the business that I... Um, that I'm working on now is basically just to help educate and create awareness around the importance of transitioning to natural organic beauty products. So I don't make or formulate my own products. I've decided to stand up for the industry as a whole and try and help elevate the reputation of natural beauty sure. and help yeah people understand the difference and the importance and how many incredible brands and products there are that are natural, that are nourishing for our skin and that, that are performing even better than the mainstream um, conventional brands that are actually very hi highly toxic a lot of the time for our health and our well-being. 
that's when I decided. I was like, through Depths of Beauty, I was like, I want to stand up for these brands. Right. They're incredible. Honestly, they're, they're formulated using these amazing natural ingredients that are full of antioxidants that are so nourishing and supportive to our bodies to our health to our families they're made in eco-friendly ways they're cruelty free but they're not you know they're not common household names and i went why is that and i just went they don't have the budgets like these bigger brands because mm. they're putting they're investing a lot more money into creating these gorgeous organic products for us so they don't have the budget so therefore I'm going to help them. I'll stand up for them and I will get these products in the right hands, the right people to start spreading this message in the health space and also to represent the industry in a way that will hopefully attract the um, larger audiences in the sense of trying to represent the industry that's not necessarily in a way of being like, oh, you know, you have to be a dreadlocked hippie and drink coconuts to wear natural makeup or use natural skincare. And as much as, I mean, I partly grew up in Byron Bay, I... I have no doubt that I will be a dreadlocked hippie at some point. I absolutely am that person. But you don't have to be in order to be attracted to making more conscious choices around beauty. And therefore, I thought with my, you know, my experience and my um, passion in also creating beautiful editorial images, I can bring, you know, I can bring that along with my knowledge for natural beauty and put, start putting it out there so that it, yeah, starts attracting mainstream larger audiences um, to realise that, that it all performs, yeah. Well, I imagine, imagine in the early days you were a one-man band or one-woman one band, and now are you a machine, a marketing machine <laughs> in itself, or, or is it still, are you still very low-key and, and you do um, most of the grunt work yourself? I still do a lot of it myself. However, it's, I'm, I'm finding it a little bit tricky to keep up now because right. I do, I have two people that work with me as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I collaborate with a lot of businesses and do a lot of different things to try and elevate the reputation of natural. Mm. Um, I host, yeah, events and masterclasses. I do a lot of um, blogging and reviewing online to help help people figure out which products are right for them. Um, I'm yeah, also working on a couple of a couple of books and a um, online program to help people transition to natural. And then I also do work quite closely with a lot of the brands that I represent. So I do a little bit of product formulation um, with a couple of brands. And then I'm also an ambassador for a few other brands as well. And now a word from our sponsors. This is about the 400th take, listeners. <laughs> this is our uh, this is our um, for a male sponsor, Mungrel Joe's. Yes, Mungrel Joe's. So, hey, Brett, what keeps you going? I'm not sure what you're implying. I don't like where your mind's going with this one, Brett. But uh, without getting personal, there are many times I need a hit, and not from a bus. What keeps me going is a steaming hot cup of coffee, and not just any coffee. Ah, uh, you must be talking about Mungrel Joe's. Yeah, our proud sponsor. Yes, that deep, rich, tasty and fulfilling coffee that perks you up, puts lead in your pencil, makes you glisten and puts hairs on your chest. But what does it do for men? Boom, boom. <laughs> it brings out the mongrel in you. <laughs> God, seriously, folks. Seriously, folks. Mungrel Joe's. That's my line. No, That's your line. <laughs> Mungrel Joe's is the best taste experience ever it's 100 percent australian and not only is it a performance coffee it's strong and smooth like me of course george <laughs> it's the greatest coffee on earth the world's greatest coffee is it earth. really <laughs> <laughs> yes it is jump online at mongrelgoes.com.au and give it a shot excuse the pun no 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 you didn't have to say that well 
it's you printed it on the page. You're George. on. You're on fire, Brett. I am on. We fire. could have scratched that out. And just for our listeners to put, put it, put in a discount code, float your boat, and you will get a special discount on your first order. Remember that it's float your boat. One word. If you love coffee, you should try Mungle Joe's. I'm telling you, folks. Aside from this great script that George wrote, <laughs> and it was so obvious you were reading it. <laughs> yes, George, it was. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> listeners, Mongrel Joe's, it's, it's the best. I was very fortunate the start of... Uh, three years, oh, yeah, about three years ago when I started Depths of Beauty, I did actually work myself into the ground because I was so excited and passionate about mm. my mission and changing the world, to be honest. I worked myself into the ground and I didn't sleep and I ran my cortisol and adrenals, uh, you know, through the roof and I ended up with um, an upset you know, gut and I actually ended up quite anxious and a little bit depressed and depleted. Um, and at that point, that's when I went, okay, you know what? I, from this point forward, I need to, I need to heal myself. So I, I pulled back a little bit and I made myself my priority and, um, did heal myself, but I'm really grateful that I went through that at the start of my, of starting my business, because I'm now very conscious that there's just nothing that's worth, um, yeah, there's nothing that's that's worth taking your it's health. Quite a so, curve, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. I'm really glad that I learned it early on because now I'm just like, yeah, sure, I've got 100 emails to get back to. Or sure, there's all these really incredible opportunities around, but no- nothing is worth being feeling stressed or losing your health and your happiness because that's ultimately what I believe life is all about. And if you can help serve and give back at the same time, then awesome. But um, I'm I'm very conscious to try not to let myself slip into that. And I do feel myself doing it sometimes, hence why last week I switched off social media for three days uh, because I do a lot of Insta stories, as I was just explaining this to you. Your which whole is, life is on record. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, you can see where I am every minute of the day. I didn't do stories for a day and my mum called me. She's like, Emily. I was like, yeah, mum. She's like, sweetheart. Are you okay, darling? <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Why? She's like, you haven't done any stories, doll. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm just taking a break. And she's like, you can't just like switch off. I'm really concerned about you. I normally know your every move. And I was like, I know. This is why I need to switch off. So I have a question about. So if this, most people don't know what you know, and they and people are they go into stores. Mm. They look at skincare products. They read. They know. They know now to read the labels. Mm. Um, as I said to you before, I started a brand years ago called Bod, mm. which was one of the first certified organic product ranges in in Australia. And back in those days, the the whole certification thing was a grey area, mm. and labelling was a grey area. Yeah. So I know enough. I know a lot about. The labelling, so I can mm. go in and read the label and know, you know, what a paraben is or whatever. But most people can't. So, mm. so, what advice would you give them to? Where do they start? Yeah, it can seem a little bit daunting or overwhelming to start making the transition, but really and truly, it, it's not. We're really fortunate to have a lot of really helpful resources to make it a lot easier these days. Mm. Uh, one of those resources is actually an app called Think Dirty. 
Have you heard of that no, app I before? Mm. So it's called Think Dirty. It's a free app. <laughs> I know not, the name's what not. Is it not to? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, so George's mind. I know. <laughs> I can see the eyes over there being like Think Dirty. You went, you Everyone's going to go there. Google Think yeah. Dirty. Um, and it, it's an app that you can basically look up a brand or a product. And any it's, brand. Any brand. Uh, it's. It is a US US based app, but you can look up the product and it will pop up how carcinogenic, neurotoxic, and endocrine disrupting that product is. It then also has a list of all the ingredients. It's incredible. It really is. It has a list of all the ingredients and that then will tell you what the ingredient is linked to, whether it's again endocrine disruption, whether it's been found in breast cancer tissue, XYZ. And then it also has links to all the resources and studies um, done on that particular ingredient. So that's fantastic. That's a fantastic app. How did you learn about it's that? A, Oh look, this is this is my full time gig. It's what I do. I need wow. to, you know, make. It's my mission to help make people, um, help people understand how to transition and just make it as easy as possible. Because whilst I could sit here talking about the ingredients and what to look out for, realistically, I appreciate that people don't have the time in their days to mm. do the research that I've done. So, what I always recommend is that two two of the main ingredients to look out for that's quite easy to spot and is really commonly found in most products in the conventional mainstream space is um, number one is synthetic preservatives. So yeah. as you mentioned, parabens, um, or... Um, or there can be other synthetic preservatives, as I'm sure you know, you've already had your own brand, but like phenoxyethanol or formaldehyde, um, there's a, there's a host of other synthetic ingredients to be watching out for. So that's the number one that we need to be, you know, avoiding. And I also find that whilst people know to look out for parabens, they also don't necessarily understand what parabens are. Mm. And they're synthetic preservatives. They are proven to mimic our estrogen levels in our body and they're proven to be disrupting our hormones and our endocrine system. It's just, it's actually a proven fact. And they have been found in breast cancer tissue. And you will find parabens in 99.9% of products. All products, like all cosmetic products and even it, shampoos and soaps, yes? Absolutely. More so. More so. Really? Yeah. Shampoos so why are they there? To, to preserve the products. You know, they're, they're cheap. They're more affordable ways for brands to be preserving their products for long periods of time. Um, but I also don't fully have the answer to that anymore because there's so many natural brands that are using natural alternatives. So it's just there's there's no real excuse for them to still be using these synthetic ingredients. natural alternatives. Yeah. So, um, but they they don't they don't uh, affect the body as as much as parabens do, right? So yeah. Well, I think. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, our skin, and a lot of people do know this, but our skin is our largest organ and it absorbs between 60 to 90% of any product or ingredient we put onto it straight into our bloodstream. And anything in our bloodstream has the potential to and is proven to be affecting our health and our well-being. And I'm sure a lot of people would agree that our in order to be healthy and thrive to our fullest potential, we just don't want to be eating anything synthetic. We don't want anything in our body that's not natural because it's not going to recognise it. And I believe that's when we end up, you know, manifesting some sort of illness or disease mm. because we have synthetic toxins and chemicals in our system. Mm. And we can obviously take that in through the air that we breathe, the food that we eat, perhaps the stress we're putting ourselves under. Um, but, yeah, a big one is, is beauty and personal care because people don't realise necessarily just how toxic these synthetic preservatives are and the next one I was going to say is also synthetic fragrance uh, which is found in majority of mainstream products as well so 
all synthetic fragrance tested by the EWG, which is the Environmental Working Group. They're classified as the good guys. They do a lot of tests on uh, different ingredients, the impact they can have on our health. They found that all synthetic fragrance, um, well, 75%, <laughs> was found to have an ingredient called phthalates. And phthalates is a plasticizing ingredient that makes uh, things last longer on the skin. And phthalates, I mean, you can you can give it a Google. It's it's just a known carcinogen. It's known to be carcinogenic. So you just go, why are brands still using <coughs> these ingredients when they could alternatively be using you know beautiful essential oils that uh, have therapeutic properties that have the same result that also act as natural preservatives so which, which probably date back to the ancient egyptians and they were using using that stuff frankincense frankincense mm, myrrh, sandalwood and sandalwood yeah. i mean it I does cover it, myself in essential oils it does every day question how they how they excuse the use of these these ingredients well, which it, are which are documented as being dangerous for for the human for, for it's a human right being. well it's a cost it's a it's a it's to be able to manufacture the product so much cheaper mm. so that they can get the margin so that they can pay for their marketing spin. Yeah, exactly. I'm asked this a lot, the difference in pricing when it comes to organic beauty and when it comes to the mainstream beauty space. And to be honest, we there is not a difference now. You can find natural products that are just as affordable, if not more affordable sometimes, than the brands that you will find um, when you walk into in, into the mainstream realm. it's it, there's presumably just, those brands are, are bumping up the price in order to cover their huge marketing expenses. Yeah, well, yeah. when it comes to, when, let's say when it comes to skincare, you can start using natural skincare right now. You can walk to your kitchen cupboard mm -hmm. and hopefully you have some sort of, whether it's even olive oil or coconut oil um, that's organic in the kitchen, and you can start using that as your skincare. And that is going to be doing you, in my belief, a, a lot more good than something that you may be using that has the synthetic fragrance, synthetic preservatives. And that's a really affordable mm. switch to switch to just a base level, whether it's your hobra oil, whether it's rosehip, you can cleanse your face with oils. You can moisturize with oils. You can add essential oils in it for extra um, antioxidant benefits as well. And it's it's far more affordable than the products that you're you, you know, you're purchasing in the mainstream space. Um, also, a lot of the products that you'd purchase in the mainstream space when it comes to makeup artistry and makeup products, my kit used to be full of uh, brands like Giorgio Armani and MAC and all the mainstream brands that people are very familiar with. Those foundations, those products were $90 a pop, $100 a pop. And now in the, in the natural space, a lot of the foundations or the products that I use, they, they can vary between $25 to the $65 mark. So, and you're using products that are actually certified organic and nourishing. So there, there really isn't a difference with the price points mm. um, now because there's so many more brands available in the natural space. So yeah, you can find something that's very affordable or you can choose to go for a brand that's a little bit more eco-luxe and you are spending a bit more on it, um, but there isn't any difference anymore, truly. So therefore, the um, it's really the uh, marketing budget that that makes that product the mac product 90 bucks and the yeah. and the inica or somebody like that for 25 bucks yeah so but see because of the marketing 
that they can afford to spend. Mm. The average Joe can't doesn't know that you can buy Inica for twenty five bucks. Right. Well, well six, sixty five. But yeah, yeah okay, <laughs> for the foundation. And it's interesting you pointed to the the, the the common pantry as being a source of you know some natural product. Yeah. I mean. When I was a kid, I remember my mum used to rub us down, a little kid, like a very small, like young kid, she used to rub us down with olive oil and that was quite accepted amongst the Greeks. That's what they used to do. Absolutely. That's why my skin is as smooth as a baby's bottom today. But uh, <laughs> but no, but, but even even um, the idea of uh, uh, getting rid of dirt on the skin, mm. um, the Greeks would scrape the oil with a scraper mm. off your body and all mm. the dirt would come off with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was considered a, a quite a, 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 like a, a luxurious experience for the skin. Yeah. And it's, it's an art, or I should say a skill that people had generations ago mm. that they've now, they've lost <clears throat> that knowledge. They've lost that connection with all those natural ingredients that used yeah. to be used in the past and companies have stepped in. Yeah. And now they're dictating policy. Yeah. So you're pretty much taking us back to the way things used to be in a way. Well, yeah, trying to just to I'm trying to just say, hey, there's there's these beautiful brands over here that we mm. can use that exactly it's let's look at it as an act of self love and it's like it's it's a practice that we can use to really nourish our body externally, but also be conscious that we shouldn't be putting anything on our skin that we wouldn't eat because realistically our skin, it's our largest organ. As I said before, it, it is absorbing it. So mm. we wouldn't put anything in our mouth that our body can't digest. Like we wouldn't sit here and eat plastic. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you know, no um, not at all. Yeah, we, we are putting these synthetic yeah ingredients on our body. Uh, are you wearing makeup at the moment? <laughs> you look like you're not. But if you are, I am, yeah. if you are, yeah. what are you wearing? Like what, what is it that's natural about what you're wearing? Yeah, so I... I do wear makeup, not very much. I'm all about advocating less is more. Mm. And I think the more that That's we obvious, start... That's great. Yeah, thank you. I think the more that we start utilising these natural ingredients, we'll realise that we don't, especially as women wearing a lot of makeup, we won't need to wear as much because our skin won't be reacting. We won't have the blemishes. We won't have the redness that mm. a lot of the time is caused by what's going on internally but can also be aggravated by what we're putting on externally too. So... Mm. I really do like to cultivate beauty from within, first and foremost, by exercising. As I said, I do a lot of saunas. I eat well. Um, And when I do wear beauty products and makeup, I'm just wearing really lightweight products that still allow my skin to breathe. So today I've put um, an oil blend on my face. I've used some essential oils as well. I've used Mm -hmm. geranium and frankincense, really beautiful for the skin, some lavender. um, And I use that as my perfume as well. Um, Sometimes rose, just pure rose oil, which is incredible. It has the highest vibrational frequency out of all essential oils it's it's amazing and as far as makeup I'm wearing Inica which has the highest certification of organic ingredients um, and is also vegan cruelty free halal and really high performing but it's just a lightweight foundation and then yeah I'm wearing a natural what am I what am I wearing natural lipstick and natural mascara a little bit of blush it's obvious to me that what floats, you, floats your boat is what you do mm. every day. I love it. I really, really and truly love what I do. I've, And it's becoming 
clear to me as well that it's my mission it's not just to help educate people transition to natural organic beauty but it's really to try and inspire and lead by example by looking after my own health and well-being and sharing the practices that I integrate into my days to help me feel good um, and to help other people understand Mm. that you know there's no amount of makeup or skincare that's going to make you glow and radiate like a healthy diet and lifestyle will do Mm. let's I'm really out to change the the way that the whole beauty industry is almost um, perceived or the messaging that's put out there in the mainstream space of you need you need more and you know you're not enough and like more 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 it's like I actually want to take the ego out of that the mainstream the, the beauty industry and look at it in a different way and go hey let's let's actually utilize what we can to enhance our beauty from within and without by supporting our skin and our bodies with natural brands and products so there's kind of a few different missions I'm on but it's all coming together it's all coming together (laughs) at the moment hence why it's called depths of beauty so originally when I called my business depths of beauty I wanted to help people you know understand how deep beauty begins um, from within and also understand the depths that beauty ends up when we put it on externally as well so Mm. it's all organically yeah unfolding and it seems like it's moving quickly for you. So where where do you think you'll be in two years' time, five years' time? Yeah, the good old five years' time question. Um, my mission, as I just said, is is to really help people to cultivate beauty from within and without. Um, whatever ways that I do that, whatever platforms, whatever mediums I do that, whether it's through releasing books, whether it's through, um, you know, creating videos, whether it's through an online space, whether it's through doing more public speaking, I don't actually mind what, how I do it as long as, you know, as long as I end up helping millions of people transition and make healthier choices for their well-being. So I know that my business is growing quite rapidly because I love what I do and it's an industry where there's so little education and awareness Mm. around it and I won't stop until I help millions of people make the transition. Um, So, yeah, as far as two to five years' time, I I could be anywhere, but I imagine I'll still be doing what I'm doing just on a larger scale. In the Bondi bubble? Maybe not in the bubble. I feel, I actually feel that, yeah. Break free of the bubble. Pardon? At some point. I've been in the bubble for 10 years now and I do feel... um, yeah, I feel the state's calling. I feel there's opportunities coming about. There's a few brands that have, yeah, mentioned wanting to wanting to work together um, overseas and whatnot. So I'm I'm just letting it unfold organically, but still trying to prioritise my health and my well-being. Um, but I know that it will just keep, yeah, growing organically. And I'm just sticking to my why. It doesn't have to look a certain way in two to five years' time. I'm just sticking to my purpose and my mission to help to help people, yeah, transition and feel their best. So do you think um, being a makeup person, like a makeup and stylist, do you think that'll end up being thrown thrown away and you'll just be doing what you're doing? Is that where it's headed? Yeah, it, it definitely... <clears throat> uh, I'm doing a lot less of it now just because you, you reach a point where I just go, where can I add the most value and where is my time you know, going to be, where do I need to spend my time to be able to offer the most value? And for me to be on a makeup artistry job, applying makeup to 
a, a model for eight hours, for eight hours yeah. is not as beneficial as me putting together an online program that can reach millions of people or it's not as beneficial as me spending time coming to chat with you guys or mm. creating a video that can reach larger audiences. So it's been really helpful for me to have the makeup artistry skill and it's also been really beneficial for me to pursue my interests and passions in I do photography as well so I create editorial images um, I film and edit my own videos and I really enjoy the, that creative oh, you, process you have plenty of time on your hands obviously and I've got all the time in the world to do all this stuff <laughs> no, right no, I like doing everything but I like the ever ready battery <laughs> right okay. people don't realise oh, wow. all the different things that I do sometimes do you, um, do you have a mentor do you have a mentor uh, I'm really fortunate to be surrounded by some highly inspiring incredibly inspiring um, leaders in their field. So mm. I don't directly have one mentor, but I have a lot of very close friends You've that run. I've got an, a pretty amazing network of people who I, I just classify as friends, but mm. who have done very well in the industries they're in that are also very, a lot of the time, very health um, focused in helping people to you know, to create a life that they love. So yep. I, I have a few mentors, but they're kind of just best friends. Well, the question is, <laughs> what do you do for young people? Yeah, well, I'm, I am really hoping to reach the younger generation and help inspire the younger generation great. to yeah. make um, better choices because I think with my brand and what I'm attracted to in the editorial space, it does have the potential to be impacting the younger generation, you know. Um, <clears throat> and there are brands around that are a lot more affordable. And I think for teenagers, unfortunately, they're exposed to a lot of social media, whether they're looking at um, the Kim Kardashian style yes. of makeup, and they yes. might be wearing a lot more makeup. And that's just the period they're in, and that's okay. That's mm. where they're at. But they're just they're emulating what they are being exposed to. Yes. So if I can influence what the younger generation is being exposed to by elevating the reputation of natural beauty and putting it out there in a way that's, as I said earlier, going to reach the mainstream and make natural beauty cool and trendy, they will start transitioning to it whether mm. they realise it's good for them or not, you know. So on a on a bigger mission, that's where I'm. That's what I'm focusing on. But I also do um, masterclasses. So I do educational masterclasses and makeup application training. Um, and I do want to. It's just creating the the another. Oh, you have all the time in the world, <laughs> I've don't got you? All the time in the world. <laughs> Speaking of which, when I was you can, oh, no. you can use your weekend. <laughs> Quick, can we have got sixty that? seconds. <laughs> no, I would actually love to do some some talks at schools or um, create some videos. I do videos on YouTube and I hope that they will start re reaching the younger generation uh, as well. So there's there's a lot of different ways to reach them, but it might just take a little bit longer to start getting into that so space. So how can they find you? Let's, t let's, right. get, let's tell all of our listeners um, where they can find you and then George can pass it on to his daughter and mm. hopefully yeah. they'll, you know, and it's and, another way of spreading the word. And and the titles of your books and soon-to-be-released books. Yeah. And, you know, and where they can find you because you're all over the place. Oh, all over the place. Where can you not find me? More like it. <laughs> 
Um, so the best place to find me is through depthsofbeauty.com.au um, is my website and you can find everything through there. So lots of reviews. It also links to my YouTube channel. Um, I'm very active on social media, on Instagram. That's one of my biggest platforms. So Depths of Beauty, it's just at Depths of Beauty. Yep. I also have another Instagram um, at Emily Banks and that's E-M-M-I-L-Y-B-A-N-K-S and that's me sharing a lot more of my lifestyle, um, the lifestyle that I choose, whether it's the food choices I make and the exercise and the mindfulness I integrate, I'm sharing that on my Emily Banks account. Uh, and then as far as my book that's going to be coming out, that's going to be called Recipes for, well, it is called Recipes for Radiance. And that's me sharing all of my recipes for a radiant life. So I actually cook a lot as well. Um, I do a lot of, yeah, I, I cook quite a lot. And I realized when I started sharing that on my Instagram, I started receiving hundreds of messages from people wanting to know all these recipes, that these food recipes that, um, yeah, I make every night because I cook with a lot of broth and a lot of healthy fats. And I'm very, very, very big on cultivating beauty from within and making sure that we're producing enough collagen in our bodies and, um Whatnot. So Recipes for Radiance covers um, everything from essential oils to podcasts I recommend for Radiance to books I recommend for Radiance to uh, the food that I recommend for Radiance and, yeah, everything that I have done to create a Radiant life myself, um, I'll be sharing through that. So Wow. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you're kind of reminding me of... I'm, I'm, I was asking myself the question, will you ever do a Richard Simmons? And that is, this guy was just go, go, go for 40 years in the health health industry, and then he just called it quits one day and disappeared on everyone. And nobody, and then they no, did a podcast no on him, him called... Um, now, you wouldn't know Richard, Richard Simmons, Simmons. No, I'd actually your don't. Time. No, no, that's I was fine. Like, you can I don't look know him who you're talking but, about. But you're, you seem like you're just go, 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 go. You're on a and mission. You're, and you're doing more and more and more. Mm. You know, the risk is that one day you're just going to wake up and say, I've had enough. See you later. I'm done. See you later. I'm off to Byron. <laughs> Very potentially. Yeah, absolutely. So, Emily, um, thank you so much oh, for coming in. Today was, was a pleasure. It was great. And, thank you for having um, me. Good luck moving forward. We Thank hope you. you don't have a nervous break. <laughs> no, well, I sort of did early on, you see. Yeah. So, so if hopefully... you ever have any spare time in the mornings, we'll be down by the by the club, Bondi yeah. club having yeah. brewing up tea or coffee. And uh, you can, if you ever see us there, you can always join us, but I doubt that you're going to be. <laughs> You'll have the time. <laughs> yeah. no, I usually listen to podcasts yeah. at that time in the morning. That's when I'm doing my own learning. That's right. when I'm doing my own research. Okay. I go for my exercise and I wow. listen to a podcast or I listen to something that's... So so what, inspiring. So, so what's, that, what's a great podcast that you listen to? Uh, one of my favourites is the Bulletproof Radio, right. Dave Asprey, um, yeah. and my good friend Melissa Ambrosini also has a really incredible I've podcast. To her. Yes, we listen yeah. to her. We know Melissa. Yeah, she's she's my bestie. So, um, um, so song. Song, yes. Why did you pick The Waifs? The Waifs. So I, my dad used to be good friends with The Waifs. Right. And when I was younger, I was sitting around the lounge room, we, like they would be jamming away. And um, I recently discovered this song again. It just popped up on Spotify. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I love this song. It's such a good message. It's, it makes you feel good. And mm. um I just thought, why not? Why not? I actually sung this song to 
everyone on my Instagram no. story oh, okay. recently. It's called people who it's called people who think they can, and I'm like, oh, if everyone could just think they can. Well, now's your moment. You know? You're in front of a microphone. <laughs> we need to so play it at the a, same is time. A, is that another thing you're going to do? Become a rock star? <laughs> ah, rock star? Well, we'll see. <laughs> I thought I already was a rock star. Well, you are. In our eyes, you definitely are. <laughs> well, I just think, you know, if you think you can, you're right. And if you think you can't, you're also right. Yeah. So, yeah, Very I just true. thought it was a great song. Emily, well, thanks so much. Yes, thanks for having me. Thank you Pleasure. very much, Emily. People who think they can People who think they can I want to be just like those who think they can I want to be Not so far away From where I plan to be by now Time has a bad habit of flying I was sleeping when it passed me by I was dreaming of what I would wear When I got there It's not easy being green In a world you have to tread on other people Just to find a place your wares on show it's not required that you sing write or play you just wear the tightest one and you smile in that certain way and think you can people who think they can i want to be just like those who think they can I wanna be Just like those who think they can